Welcome to another episode of Cover Me, the podcast where we look at songs that have been made and we look at all the versions of that song that have been made and we go, hey, let's take a look at these. Hey, let's <laughs> take a look at those. Uh, my name is Jake Cressy. I'm your host, joined with me as always by my co-host... Alex Mildenberger, the we, co-host of this podcast. We nailed that. We got it. Perfect. <laughs> So, Alex, how you been? What's new? I've been, I've been, You've I've been. been. You haven't started lot, work yet, have you? I haven't you? started work, still between work and school. Uh, working through some issues. Haven't been very active lately. Right, your wrist? Um, Just your forearms? Your don't nerves. technically know where the problem is right. yet. But, uh, Have you got your foot thing checked yet? Next week. Next week. Yeah, I got nerve problems all over. Man, you're a nervous wreck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna delete that Classic. from the official recording. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're here today to talk about the 1960... Technically 1965, if we're talking about the original. This is a original weird one. release, I am air quoting. Yeah. It's, it's a weird one. This is a weird one. So the song is Here Comes the Night, with the original version being by them. Those guys. Those guys. The, the answer to the who. <laughs> I'm going to delete that from the official recording. We're not going to have any jokes left. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so it was uh, 1964, written and produced by Burt Burns. Who, who's a guy. He's a guy, yeah. He's also responsible for Twist and Shout and Peace of My Heart. Mm. And he was the producer on Brown Eyed Girl. Yeah. He was also the producer on I this hear. track for them. And he has two uh, other <laughs> names he goes by. Burt Russell or Russell Bird. But Bird spelled B-Y-R-D. How about that? That's Very similar. Lots of really similar... My question is why did he need so many different why names? Why so many different names? I don't know. I think there was kind of like a time where you just looked at records and thought whichever one had the coolest name the coolest on name? it. I could be. Probably any, more. Do you think it's because like he would work with a bunch of different people and they were just like, Yeah, hey, Russell Bird. So like in the jazz circles he had to be one name. Yeah. Pop they wouldn't even right. recognize him. They'd be like, who's Burt Burns? He said, Mom. Yeah, he actually died at age 38. That's of heart failure. quite young. That's And that's 1967, so just three years after. I'm not a doctor. Comes the night. But he died young. Yeah. That's and he was in, in, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2016. I believe he was induced is it induced? It's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I would have bought. I would have bought it. I don't think it is. I would be shocked. No, I think he gets inducted. Right? Because I'm just talking shit. Yeah, he's a, so he's a non-performer, which is a category I didn't know they had. Hmm. And he got a lifetime achievement award. So that's good. I mean, he produced this song. Pretty good song. I like this song. Yeah, he and wrote it. He wrote. So he wrote the okay. lyrics. Okay. He's the I did man not realize he wrote this song. Yeah, wrote and produced this. He exclusively produced Brown Eyed Girl, and he wrote Twist and Shout and Peace of My Heart. Okay. All right. Which, as we all know, are bangers. Yeah. Is that like a... Yeah. Sausages. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sausages. So, uh, more fun facts about this song. It's Jimmy Page on guitar. I did read that. Yeah. Because he was a session musician for quite a while. That's right. Or, I don't know about quite a while, but he, people liked him. He was a session musician. I shouldn't mm. speak to how long it was, because I don't know. Long enough, I'd say. And we got Van Morrison on vocals, because he was... Good old Vanny Moe. Part of them. He's one of them. And, yeah, where we get into interesting territory with this one is their version, which was the original recording came out in 1965. The first version
version that actually played on the air was in 1964 by Lulu. Do you have that written down? I have that written down. Yeah. Yeah, I followed the timeline. It is yeah. a little weird. It is odd. So I'm going to ask you, do you think we should start by talking about the them version? Or um, should we start with Lulu and kind of, if we're going chronological, we usually start with the original. Chronological. Um, I don't think it matters. And the reason is, I, because, like, I don't know if Lulu, like, heard the original before. So it's possible they were just completely independently recorded. It could be. But. They're fairly similar, but they were the produced riff. by the same guy. Is the present. riff is in both. Yeah. The riff is in both. I don't know how much of the writing... And that, specifically that riff was made during them's recording sessions. Them came up with the riff? Yeah. Okay, well then let's talk about their version first, because I think that that's the, gonna be the start of everything. Alright, let's break it down. Break it down! So, first of all, yeah, this version, very clearly Van Morrison on vocals, right yes. from the moment it starts. Yeah. Wow! Yes. He sounds like Van Morrison. It's hard, it's hard for him not to, I think. But uh, this was actually not the first version I ever heard. No. I, I didn't know this version existed for a long time. I um, will get, obviously, to the other versions. But this was, I heard, the, I've known this song for a very long time. Yeah. But I just heard, I had, didn't hear this version until a couple years ago. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's surprising how, like, unknown this one was to me. I know, like, I was introduced with the Street Heart version, yeah, which I think gets too. a lot of radio play. At least in Canada. Yeah. Street Heart Canadian? I believe they are. Oh, look at that. Um, I should double-check my facts before this, this we start my, recording. This my final judgment. <laughs> I do believe they are Canadian, so I don't know if that has really a huge effect on why we've heard it, but we definitely have, and it, it used to listen to a lot of classic rock radio when I was younger, so I definitely heard that song a lot. Right. And it was the only version I knew until, like I said, fairly recently. Um, but I do like this version. I like this original version. It's got kind of like a rhythm going in the uh, the to the to the choruses. Yeah. It's really like a nah, bah, 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 yeah. It's very like almost staccato. In the yeah. 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 Uh, the guitar's going on the leads two and four kind of which. Kind of a reggae thing, um, which I suppose will come up which, later. Which will come up later, everybody. So uh, you know, look for that. They kind of doing that strumming, mm -hmm. and uh, it's very interesting because the the theme of this song thematically is kind of sad and a little little bit you know angry. But a lot of the versions have a very upbeat rhythm to them, rhythm and punchy. like even instrumentations. Some interesting things with the lyrical choices. Let's see if I wrote these down here. Um, funny how they look so good together. It's weird that he like appreciates this couple as like looking good. Isn't that isn't that funny? Isn't that? I wonder if it's because they're from like Northern Ireland. I don't know if there's just some like slight connotation difference or something like. Because then he says, I wonder what's wrong with me. What is wrong with me? So, uh, implying that maybe when he was in the relationship with the they woman... They didn't look as good They together. didn't look it's as good It's all about together. insecurity. Yeah. And I love that he says, uh, like, when the... I think it's the final verse. He's like, now she's, she's lying to him like she used to do to me. One, weird that... Because they're like... Turning the lights on. Oh, he says he's telling, him, telling her lies. No, she, no. He, like, say that? he says she's telling him lies. Yeah, she's telling The way lies. she told me, too. She told me. But isn't that like one of those, like. 
those those like cliche rom romance cliche things with the like you know tell me lies and tell me sweet little lies sweet little lies yeah exactly that I'm sure there's a better way to say it. <laughs> yeah, I guess, but I, I, came I think baby, it's... Let's go somewhere and you can lie to me. And I don't know where that... I don't, I don't know where that comes from or why. Right, I, I guess, but maybe... Like, I guess part of that is some delusion that maybe he's still holding out that they're not in love. He's like, she's just lying. Like she did with me, though. Maybe. Maybe he just doesn't trust her. The weird part of that, though, is he's clearly... Standing outside their window, I guess, when they're about to fuck. He's watching them. A lot. He's watching them, for sure. For sure he's watching them. So. And they're dimming the lights, which is like, they're not off, yeah. but they're not full on. He can still see. He sees he everything. He can see the full on. It's, it's very weird. Is it? Do you think this takes place over one day? He's just following them around. He's like, oh, jeez, they look so good together. Like... Walking in town, he like goes to the same restaurants. He's and then... stalking. I mean, I'm sure in the '60s there were a little bit more lenient about you know stalking. A lot more free time too. You know, didn't have to worry about your tweets and your yeah your, your LinkedIn's. Yeah, I don't have to update my social media accounts. You didn't have to check Dig to see what was new on the <laughs> internet. <laughs> I, I've never. I had to like look up Dig because I didn't know what it was because I wasn't on the internet. Really, with yeah, Dig. I just missed Dig? the Dig train. I think just just missed Dig, but I was kind of a late internet bloomer too, so Fair I probably enough. could have I probably could have been there, but yeah, was too I was busy. spending all my time on the game FAQs forums. Yeah. Man. Oh man, I I uh, not posting, just just reading shit. I was lost for many years after they shut down the Nintendo. Oh forums. man, yeah. Or were they actually called Nintendo Power? They forums? were the Nintendo Power forums. Yeah. Once those were gone, I just didn't know where to go. Your boy spent a little too much time on the role-playing servers. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's let's brush over that. <laughs> let's not back dig to, into that. Back to more important matters. As this all relates to Here Comes the Night. So this is a pretty good song. Yeah. But also, technically released first, but recorded after. The Lulu version. I can see right out my window Walking down the street A girl, but she's with my dad to mention on them oh, version uh, the backup vocals i like that they sound kind of haggard on this one okay like very bluesy it's like here comes the night i could i think it adds to the to it where it's right, i didn't really take note of those so now i'm gonna have to go back and uh, I, was, I was looking that's for that's you know backup vocals i was looking for front up vocals front up back up back up front up All that's the way the we sides. like to fuck yeah all right. So Lulu also had backup vocals in that one. Yeah, I hated these ones. <laughs> but less cool. This is more. I mean, this is the sort of thing I'd expect. Right. Uh, it's a very uh, like, more of a crowd pleaser. Yeah. That's how I, I assume. This is the sort of music I would assume would be pretty boilerplate in in this time period. But don't have the context. So that's just the idea I got from it. It sounds like um, something your mom would play at her wedding. Oh, for sure, sure, for sure. I might uh, as well. Um, I, you know, I'll, I'll listen to some Dusty Springfield from time to time. Mm -hmm. Some good, good tracks, you know. Oh yeah. But like, this is and this is fine. It's a little less interesting, I think. You know, they slowed it down a lot. Mm -hmm. Structured a little differently in that I believe it comes right into one of the verses instead of. Here comes the night. Yeah. And the lyrics are changed a bit, just to be from like. Yes, it's gender swapped, right? Gender yeah. swapped. And um, 
They don't have that guitar rhythm. No. Uh, they do they have this still... sort of like marching beat with the drums almost. Yeah, that. And, but and, like and the lyrics still kind of have that. Yeah, but that rhythm enough, she does that weird staccato kind of cutesy thing, and, and that, it almost that like that's at odds. Yeah, but that kind of, of kind of sticks with the song for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really does. It's just the way she sings it is yeah. like compared to the instrumentation, which is more smooth. Yeah, it's odd. It it was odd. I was. I don't think they uh, went together well. And yeah, it ends in this big like explosion. Like here comes the night. And I was like, I don't like, know if that's the right tone for this piece. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll definitely go through quite a few different tones for this piece mm -hmm. because I was actually kind of surprised by, compared to some of the other ones where it's just been like, well, this sounds like this band doing this or this mm -hmm. band doing this. There's actually a fair amount of, of, of uh, difference between the versions yeah. I, I found. It's uh, interesting. This one brings in the string section. What you yes. notice is a trend of a lot of horns. Horns, yes. Like saxophone, you got a horn section in uh, the Exciter's piece. Horns later. Lots of, it's, it, it, there's a lot of interchanging between it usually being a guitar solo or actually frequently like a sax or horn solo. Yes, that does come up a lot. One of the things I had trouble was finding the like exact lyrical changes. Because mm. if you Google them, it just gives you the original lyrics. Yeah. In a lot of cases. I'm, I'm sure that's somewhere, but I, I didn't look for that long. So the first couple links were all just like, hey, this is the Lulu version, but it was all just the them lyrics or yeah. you know, everyone else. But uh, I, like I was saying, I this is what I imagine a lot of songs to be like at this point in time. Mm -hmm. I've heard Dusty Springfield songs that kind of have a similar structure too. So I think this is not so uncommon to have a song sung like this. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like uh, them weren't super happy with oh, this yeah, song being released that was released first. So they were stoked it only hit like 50 on the charts <laughs> for like a week or something. Well, I don't think it's as good as their version. Yeah, so frankly, I don't think it hits the the song quite right yeah and them is kind of like them the band i don't really know like they don't really have a lot of stuff no i don't know i know like basically just this they're song. all like fairly successful musicians yeah like, they've all pretty much been inducted in the hall of fame and, and like and they're like it's one of, it's like an important band but like mm -hmm. they weren't together for very long and didn't actually do all that much yeah so like they're interesting but i really don't know a whole lot about them other than that and i think at the time they were more interesting like what they were doing yeah sound wise um but nowadays it just sounds like old rock and roll so of course as you that can be said about pretty much everything here that's true because like, like oh yeah we have no context even in even some of the covers from like the 90s still sound like old rock and roll true well i mean they kind of are even though i kind of don't really acknowledge that yeah, I guess. I guess we are aging. So yeah, so, I don't know. Everything gets old eventually. One more thing to say about this. Yeah. I think it would have been better without the backup vocals. Without the backup vocals? They, more of a solo thing? Yeah. More of a, more of a show thing? It just seemed overwrought with that. That's what I feel a lot of it. It was just too much. Yeah, okay. Alright, there was a lot. I can see that. Kind of a... Like, you stripped it down and had her band. sing. She's a good singer. And yeah. you just have some minimal instrumentation. It would have put the whole piece together a little better. Now let's talk about a very, probably the most different, in terms of at least lyrical structure. I'm really, yeah, I mean, it uses some similar s changes to the Lulu version, but yeah. it, is, it is quite different. The Exciters. Let's play ball, in the night. 
So same Which year is, as them's same version. Same as them's version. But it's also technically not the same. Like, it doesn't have the same title. It's I just, called... I've got to wonder if they decided to cover it after hearing them's version or after hearing Lulu's. Well, they borrowed the Lulu lyrical changes. Yeah. Well, it is sung by a woman, so it's not... Which is not so unusual, but, like, yeah. they're exactly the same. So, like... Anyway. Um, and also... The chorus is... No, yes, is is different. Yeah, is it because it's now there they go instead of exactly. Instead it's of a very like uh, almost like a show tune kind of song. I want to say. I don't know. You got like because you got the chorus girl backup vocals. Yeah, there they go. Yes. There is definitely a horn solo in this one. I think this yes. is the first major horn solo. Yeah, this is where we first get major with the horn solos, and I feel like I'm going against everything I just said about Lulu's because. This song is upbeat as fuck, which I don't think fits, but I like this version a lot. It's pretty catchy. Yeah. It does not have the riff. No, it doesn't. This one does not have the riff present. Drops entirely, but it basically, like, I mean, it's the same um, verses, pretty much, and then just puts a different, uh, puts a different chorus in. Mm-hmm. It's shorter. I think they actually take out one it's of the pretty verses. Fast, yeah, that's true. Verse? I didn't know. It's about that. two and a half minutes. I think yeah. they go straight from the first verse to the third verse. Okay. I unfortunately didn't pay enough attention. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, or maybe I just don't know the verses as well. It's, In this song, it's yeah. some other ones. But uh, yeah, I, I thought this version was it's a good time. Kind of a... See how the vocals are great. It's upbeat. I think the introduction of horns both introduced the horn solo to this song, yeah, which is actually cool. a very prominent thing that that comes up. It's gonna come up a few more times. Because honestly, I I can't remember what them's guitar solo sounds like. It's fine, but it's not yeah, quite as memorable as these like, horns ripping in guitars. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I can remember. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But yeah, so this one is titled "There They Go." It's actually so instead of called something different, yeah. but it's. Basically it's essentially song. the same song. So what instead I, of saying "Here Comes the Night," they say "There They Go." But now, what I thought, because you sent me the like playlist to listen to of all yeah. these, um, my first thought was, "Oh, this." Not having looked into anything, any of it was, "Oh, this must have come first, and then everything was just, the, and then them version right. was like a, an adaptation like a, a of an earlier that. one." Yeah, it sounded to me like an earlier song, but of course they're all like mid sixties. So yeah, they're all fairly old, and uh, but. That was my my first thought, my expectation, but I was totally wrong. It was just kind of a weird one-off adaptation that went into a little bit of a different direction and then never came up again. Or at least maybe there are covers of that song. I don't know. Yeah, well, like, yeah, like I tried to look up the lyrics for this one, and it just gave me, like, other songs of theirs. Oh. <laughs> I was like, okay. Okay. That's close enough. Close enough. So the horns stick around in uh, our next cover, which is 1973. 1973. Years later. One Mr. David, David Bowie. Bowie. Same. I believe between Aladdin Sand and Diamond Dogs. Yeah, because Diamond so, Dogs is 74. 
we we like Bowie, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> if you couldn't tell, because presumably if you're listening to this, you've seen the icon. Maybe you don't get it. Fair enough. It's the cover it's to the cover this to the album. album. This one comes from, which is a cover album. So Pinups is the album, and David Bowie does a cover of "Here Comes the Night." Now it's very hard for me. I don't know about you to like be sort of objective about my subjective opinion and not just be like, fuck oh, yeah, David I Bowie! Mean, this is a very David Bowie version. Mm-hmm. He's, it has much more saxophone. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the, like, the riff is done, I believe, on the saxophone, but also yeah, on the guitar. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and I did note, like, the structurally, it's actually very similar to the original. Mm-hmm. That version, they don't, he doesn't really move a lot around, but it sounds very David Bowie, because the instrumentation yeah. is all different. And, I mean, it's David Bowie singing. It's Yeah, his vocals, I say, they really carry the kind of melancholy energy that the song yeah. has, while still being very high energy. It's just, it's just classic David Bowie. David Bowie. He's fucking, he was fucking good at what he did. So, yeah, and he, he did keep the, like, rhythm to the lyrics that they have, as you're, that we keep bringing up. So, so that is still in place, uh, and the guitar rhythm thing is gone as well, or is gone, but, yeah, that, that, he kept that, and, uh. Yeah, and the saxophone just pulls a lot of weight in this. We song. get another, or we get a saxophone solo. Yeah. Uh, so you know, nice. Well, I don't know. Is saxophone technically count as horns? It's a kind of horn, isn't it? It, it looks horn shaped. I th- I would like I would consider my it more brain always like associates them. Maybe it's not quite brass, but yeah. like it's it's on its way. Anyway, so that that. Tradition is continuing. He does one of my favorite fade out tricks where the singer just kind of starts wilding out and just saying whatever the fuck comes to mind. So it's just like, oh, here it comes now, here the now. Just kind of repeat songs. Yeah, and just like lyrics. mixing the, the lyrics around really and just being like, there, you can tell it's exciting. And they're like, we're going to just fade that out. <laughs> so that was, I mean, this is. Maybe we shouldn't spend too much time gushing about the Bowie version. Bowie version. I gotta say, I love the sax, love the vocals. I don't know if it's the best version, though. I love, this one will come up later when we talk about, uh, who is it? The Rivals yeah, version. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I think that's enough said about David Bowie. Now we're gonna move to... To the first version I ever heard. heard first, first version, version I ever heard. heard. Listen to this a lot in high school. It's a fan of this song. Yeah. Um, didn't realize it was a cover for many years. That's every street art song that I listen to. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, this is a cover? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the street art version is what we're talking about. 1979. Yeah, so... This version does actually start to switch things up a fair amount, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, at the beginning, they're playing the riff, but it's on the bass. That's right. Yeah, this moves a lot so, of work to the bass. So that's kind of cool. There's uh, some more, like, organ going on in the background, but it's just playing the chord changes. Mm-hmm. As the bass is actually playing the, the riff. Yeah. Um, which is cool. It sounds cool. It's a cool version. Yeah, it's a very, like, 70s rock version. I think the voices I've always really liked on this, both for the the lead and backup. Mm-hmm. It's just a very, it's very cool sounding. Yeah, and one of the, one of the 
biggest changes, I think, and probably most important, because it actually starts to come up again a lot after this, is that they, the vocal rhythm is pretty much completely gone. Mm-hmm. Or it's not, it doesn't have that same um, dynamic. Yeah, this one's more about... Uh, it's very smooth. Mm-hmm. It all kind of flows together when a lot He puts more. his own, like, emotional. He's like, I wonder what's wrong with me. Almost more, what did I write? Or, I guess more natural feeling? Yeah, like closer more, to like a Lou Reed like kind of song. He's not speaking, but it's almost more conversational just because yeah. it actually sounds like he's saying the things instead of singing Instead them. of singing, so yeah. So it gives a sort of genuine uh, tone to it. Yeah, to so it's it's a good change. I still, I still like the original way they do it. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember that was kind of the most striking thing to me, hearing the original after knowing this version for so long was like, that they do that, yeah, it's that very, kind of very much a sing song. I was gonna say that dynamic. Thing. Yeah, um, it was quite a bit different. Mm-hmm. Now I've got a question I wrote here: Is bass a sad instrument? Because it does a lot of the like, the front work here, and I'm wondering if the choice is because these sort of lower notes make it like the Eeyore of the musical world. The Eeyore of the musical world. Not inherently. Not inherently. No, I don't think any instrument... Well, do you know think it has a capacity to be more sad than other instruments? Do you don't think it's like a shortcut or anything? Jeez, I, I would really have to put a lot of thought into that. <laughs> it's not something I, I I could feel like I could say anything about. Because, I don't know, uh, maybe. Uh, it's definitely, obviously it's low uh, um, frequency, mm-hmm. so, so it can probably be used in that way, but you'd have to use it. I think, I think, I still think it would have to be deliberate, just because, I mean, bass, bass lines can be pretty funky, too. That's true. So, I, I don't think inherently, but maybe, maybe it's easier. It could be. Because you can go, like, a, a slow, low bass line. If, you, if you're listening, and you have an opinion on this, yeah. uh, hit me up on Twitter, at Jake the Cressy, that's C-R-E-S-S-Y, hashtag saddest instrument, and let us hashtag know Hashtag saddest instrument let him know is he crazy is he onto something and then we'll uh maybe settle settle the debate on a later episode maybe he's just the saddest guy in the world i also raised a second question does street heart have any original songs yeah i only i, I think i have an album on vinyl <laughs> i don't have i i i've heard like a like a grace hits i'm pretty sure some of the songs like i really don't know that many street heart songs yeah, no but, but like they have a cover of the of um, what's it, the Rolling Stones song "Under My Thumb." Yeah, and like those are really the songs I always heard on the radio. Exactly. So I don't know it was a Rolling Stones song until like way too late in life. Yeah, I just remember they played the Rolling Stones version in the movie Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Yeah, which I thought was weird because it's supposed to be like Canadian and they don't didn't actually play the Canadian version mm-hmm. by Streetheart, but that's really neither here nor there. That's yeah. just, just something I noted when watching that movie. I'm watching that hit cult classic, hey. Scott Pilgrim. Movie, Scott Pilgrim, Leave the World. I love that movie. I just want to note here quick, the solo, I'm, I marked as the best one yet. Yeah, back to the guitar solo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after the solo, the riff moves back to the guitar. Yeah. From the bass. Which probably it works. It's good. I like this version. Yeah, it's the version I've known the longest. Maybe that's why. It's a great version. Obviously, it's radio play for more. More of kind of like a ballad almost. 
Bones? Maybe not quite bad. Not but like white, but definitely it's moving moves in that direction. Away from the sort of more plot. It's, it's got a different tone. Yeah. From from what we heard before. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then a year later, the rivals came out with their the rivals. their nineteen eighties version. punk band punk band that i hadn't heard of and wikipedia claims that they thought they were covering david bowie they thought it was a david bowie song which fair enough which I is fun didn't have wikipedia to search up who wrote these songs back then yeah. i didn't know it was a them song for many i know years i thought either. it was a street heart song so we really uh, had the same experience as these guys as these guys yeah. now this is quite a different song quite a different song mm-hmm. uh, not i mean it, they they go through the structure pretty much but they don't play the riff yeah, because it's all it's all it's punk mostly rock. just like power chords. Yeah, I like this one a lot because it's very high energy, very punk, the, very punk. The it's just very, the very British straight, punk where you strumming. get the accent in the singing. Yeah, yeah. accent in the singing is always pretty novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like when there, when there's a happens. there's a little bass breakdown before uh, like a kind of guitar solo, and they do they kind of I mean this bass seems like you said based on the Bowie version, so they kind of have the the vocal rhythm. Yeah. So that's back. Um, but it's very, it's very strum heavy. Lots of strum. Lots yeah. Of strumming. And just guitars I mean, going wild. Yeah. Like, and this version and is very good, good, in my opinion. And uh, they still have a guitar solo. Yeah. And it kind of almost sounds like it's adapted from the original riff. Mm-hmm. Kind of. So that's kind of what I noticed about it. Other than that, pretty. High energy. Yeah, no fade out uh, on this one. It just song. it ends abrupt. Oh, I don't think I actually listened to the very end. It's like two minutes, Alex. I was jumping around a lot. <laughs> Alright, fair enough. Yeah, so this is a, a great, I think, punk version of it. These guys don't really see much success. I like check their Wikipedia. They just some guys that cover the song. This yeah, they have song. a few albums, but I think it was all Check them out, everybody. Movies. Make the rivals popular. Yeah, let's bring the rivals back. Bring them back. Let's get, a, let's get a reunion tour. And we don't see another uh, important cover of this. I should note there are some foreign language covers I couldn't find on the internet. Um, so, yeah, if anybody knows to, where to get their hands on that, send them my way and maybe we'll uh, do a foreign language segment. But those exist. Moving on, we find one made for the, the hit film Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. When Nature Calls. To Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Ace Ventura 1994. 2. Not called Ace Ventura 2, but I will call it that. It's on the soundtrack. It's reggae version, everyone. Yeah. It's the reggae version. interesting part in this one is that the woman has a role in the song yes we introduce we have a woman who sings i think just a little bit she's she sings a, uh two. Two, she's got two roles and she does like the half of the verse he's because he'll say like there they go they're walking down the street or she says those lines i think she says we're walking down the street yeah so it's it, it, you do get it from both and perspectives she's, yeah she says she says she sings to the singer to the guy to the stalking jilted lover she's like 
hey, why can't you accept that I've just chosen him yes. and simply let Which, me be? Which, I mean, that's a reasonable thing to ask. Yeah. Like, and, hey, please stop stalking And me. then she's also saying to him when he's watching them, presumably through the window, about to get it on. Which is weird. It's a little weird. I mean, she's telling him to go, though. Is she? Yeah, I guess. She's like, hey, this is obviously well, not cause, okay. No, because she says, like, I'm telling him lies to my asshole. I think she takes that part. Oh, so she's just trying to make him feel bad, maybe, so he leaves? I maybe. Know. I don't know. It's a little odd, but I like that they do try something fresh with the d- dual singers. Mm-hmm. So this version is fairly slow as well. Yeah. Um... It does have the riff. It also, as mentioned, because the original sort of guitar rhythm was actually very reggae-esque. Yeah. It just kind of it amplifies kind of that. translates and over. does that more. Yeah. Um, and with, I, I was watching it on a YouTube video, and was it skipping? Yeah. You... Yeah, it definitely yeah. skipped on so, the YouTube video. So that's yeah, a little weird. This up, it might not be the greatest quality. I couldn't find <laughs> it on Spotify. There's also a dude... Who does like a kind of yes. like a breakdown? I don't know. Is it? I didn't know exactly what to call, call it. it. Yeah, I'm not. But they have thrown sure. another verse there. It's. I've heard this kind of thing done before. Yeah. I d- I'm sure there's a word for it. I don't know what it is. It's, it's like uh, what's it like? It's it happens on other songs. I know what happens in other songs, but I can't think of which ones. Uh, but yeah, he's just like it comes the night and then the night is coming and the <laughs> it just does yeah his little. Yeah, it's, it's like that, yeah, kind of reggae breakdown thing. It's not, it's not rap, and it's not quite singing. It's yeah. Like... Actually, I, I scratched out spoken slash rap, because I was like, no, people just make fun of me if I say that. Yeah. <laughs> make fun of me not knowing <laughs> what this is called. Don't worry, I'll take the heat. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what it is, okay? We're white and uncultured. So yeah, it's a reggae version of the song. It's a... Uh, That's yeah, fun. I like this one. fun time. I, I've never seen Ace Ventura 2. Uh, yeah, so I don't know where it plays in the movie. Yeah, I couldn't find the scene either. I tried to look it up. But I'll probably watch that movie one day. I've seen the first one several times. Well, there you go. Not to brag. Is that the one where he comes out of a rhino's butt? Or no, is that's that the second one. one. I've seen okay. that scene. I've seen that scene. Movie. That's all I really know. So, but I haven't actually watched the movie. Speaking of animals. Oh, speaking of animals. How's that for a segue? The Fabulous Thunderbirds of 1995. So there's another one the next year. Yeah. Nothing for, nothing significant anymore. For about 14 14 years. years. And then now we have another one by this, uh, the internet said blues band. Didn't sound that bluesy to me. It's, they're like western Uh, kind of soft rock bluesy. Very, very, lots of echo. Classic Thunderbird echo. Yeah. It's, I, I imagine it's, That I, means nothing. My whole vibe was like you'd sit on your rickety porch and strum this on your guitar. Strum this on your guitar. It. But also like surround yourself in like a bottle or something to yeah. echo. Yeah. Well, because you're drinking slower. while you do it. You know? It's a lot it's, So you sing every time you pull it up. Yeah. Okay. All right. And also your guitar is drinking. So that's it has a bottle Everybody's too. Everybody's drinking because you're on the porch. That's right. And, you know, they're just walking by. You're in a country, but they're, some reason, walking by your isolated cabin in the desert. Your isolated blues cavern. That's right. Cabin. Oh, no, cabin. I kind of like cavern. Cavern. Blues cavern. Maybe, because then you don't need the bottle. It's just, it's just always echoey. Okay. This explains a lot. So, yeah, this song was recorded in a blues cavern in uh, Texas in 1995. The guitar is very western-sounding. It's got blues vibes. It's not exactly... Yeah, it's got the riff. Blues. I mean, it's already, like, a 
got some blues. Man. Yeah, I, like them is pretty it's much a, a blues It's a like band. garage rock song from the sixties. So. Yeah. Um, it's not a bad version. It's like no, it's fine. I wasn't a huge fan. It was so echoey. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a huge fan of that. Um, the guitar plays around a little. Like the guitar kind of doesn't use the exact same like strumming from the original, mm-hmm. but it's still kind of focuses on the two and four, but has a little bit more strumming in there. Yeah. So it's just a little bit more strumming. Uh, definitely less reggae-esque than the original. But, you know, there's been an actual reggae version, so we don't need that. Um, and they don't have the lyrical rhythm. No. Yeah, it's just, uh, just some classic sad singing. Which, uh, I didn't actually take note of. I mean, the reggae song sounds like a reggae song. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how good our analysis is. Cool, it's a reggae song. It sounds so, like a reggae song sounds to like me, reggae in my me. professional opinion. Yes. Yeah, so this one's kind of forgettable overall. I don't think there is... Yeah. There's no... Re- like, it's... I don't know, I'd put it with Lulu. Like, uh, put it on the Lulu they're all I'm not going to listen to it again. No. Not just because we had to look it up in a YouTube video. Exactly. Speaking of ones I'll probably not listen to again, Rod Stewart! Stewart, 2013. also covering this. Now, we talked about Rod Stewart covering a song in a probably will never be aired episode. Episode, yeah. That we recorded. And it definitely has the ago. same, at least vocally, Rod Stewart phoning it in vibes. <laughs> Rod Stewart vocally. I don't know about that, but I do know that it, it has a very bombastic intro. Oh, yeah. That'll I, it's, that. I think, I think, because I like. Bombastic intro and also it's outro bit. Yeah, well, it, I mean, in, in any time it's in the chorus. Mm. It always picks up at the chorus, and then he actually brings it quite a bit down for the yeah. verses. Yeah. Um, this is very, this is, there's a lot of instrumentation in this one. Yeah. So leave saxophone fucking, again. Yeah, you get another horn solo. Like, <coughs> um, the guitars, just mostly playing chords mm-hmm. during the, uh, during the um, verses. Yeah. And he doesn't have the vocal rhythm again. And then you get organ in this as well as some like yeah, so there's a lot of a lot more like stuff chimes or something. Well, I do know I will say later on they kind of get some like strings. Yeah. After the solo, that might be. They it. put in these like I don't know if it's like a plucked violin or or like a harp or something. Mm-hmm. My ears not really good one. enough to pick that out. No, yeah, I couldn't figure out what it was. But yeah, he does, I hated it up until he, I think after the last verse, does this, like, breakdown where it all goes down. He does, like, like a kind of crescendo. Yeah, and then it comes back up up for the end. For the end, which I thought was actually reasonably well done. Yeah, it's the only part of the song I actually liked. Yeah, so. And, uh, he... Surprisingly not on his album of covers, that... No. It's on some just, like, special edition of an album. Other album. I think it's called Time. Time? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Rod Stewart albums. I don't know. This one is like. 2013 Rod Stewart albums. 2013 Rod Stewart. I don't know other Rod Stewart albums either. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's Rod Stewart. It's a Rod Stewart song. It's kind of. I want to say straightforward rock and roll. I don't know if that's necessarily true, though. It's it's fairly straightforward, I think, for what you would expect. From Rod Stewart. Stewart, yeah, but I don't know if that's straightforward rock no, and roll. No, maybe not straightforward rock and roll, at least not anymore. But adult contemporary? Yeah, I suppose. Sometimes that's a... I just use that word as a slur. I don't think it means anything. 
Well, yeah, fuck. One time in uh, like, yeah, this sounds like a person who's older than school, you would listen to it. I was like, oh my god, David Bowie's adult contemporary. What am I gonna do? <laughs> like, I ain't listen to that. I'm a teen. <laughs> A cool teenager, I gotta listen to something that old people listen to. Ah. Already have problems that everybody thinks I'm a fucking loser. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. This song. This is yeah. That's yeah. I mean, that's all the versions. That's all the versions uh, we've this, covered. This is, I this song kind of overall kind of cool song. What I thought of, compared to the previous ones we did, like mm-hmm. when we were talking about some of the other ones, or especially something like wild thing mm-hmm. where it's very heavily based around like a riff yeah so like every version has to be built around that riff riff because there's not a lot else in and there wasn't song. a ton of other uh variation because it was mostly just different styles playing that riff and then playing a solo mm-hmm. so it was more it more had like had more of a standard feel whereas in this because maybe just because there were multiple versions there is a riff but not all the versions have it, so like it, it's not as as based around that. So I think just maybe it's more more so a case of just taking the lyrics and putting yeah. it into different versions because they are. I mean, even though it stays structurally more or less the same, in a lot of the versions, uh, they actually do change it change quite a bit. It, yeah, a lot of the parts are interchangeable. You don't need to keep the yeah. singing rhythm. Sometimes you don't even keep the fucking title of the song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's very interesting to see this one go through so many different forms yeah, and kind I of pick up and drop pieces and as it goes. I hate to bring this up, kind of, because we haven't, we didn't, <laughs> we did a, a conversation about about the song "Love Hurts," um, which doesn't exist anymore. Well, it exists. Uh, it exists. It's, it's, it's in the Disney Vault. It's in the Disney Vault, and uh, it reminds me of that. Yeah. Before the Nazareth version, because I, I shouldn't go into too much detail, because obviously that is a whole other conversation. I think we might, and we might steal, we might return to it. We might come back to or... it. But basically, there were a lot of different versions, and then you get to like the Nazareth version, and it just shapes. And every then version every version after, after that. that is just the Nazareth version. So like this is doesn't have a Nazareth version, and it also is not like I was saying. It it, it is the nature of the song is that people do play around. With it. Yeah rather than just simply playing it yeah. pretty much straight. So, it's interesting. There's a lot of different versions. Yeah, so let's get down to it. What's the worst version of this that we've listened to? Jeez. Um, hmm. I think if we recorded this, I mean, uh, I should think about this ahead of time, because you always ask this question. I know, well, it's, you know what, even if we just hit dead air, that's pretty easy for me to just cut, <laughs> we can cut out dead air. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, editing is not that difficult. Some of it. It's very, it's very, very easy. You'll have no problem with it. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, I'm sure it's no, no difficulty at all, and people who do editing, I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, audio about. engineers? They're just like, complaining. Let me get a fucking ring. <laughs> Losers. <laughs> oh, man. What you need is a ring, really. Yeah. And what my ring is telling me is that... I wasn't a huge fan of the Fabulous Thunderbirds version. Yeah. Wasn't really very exciting. Rod Stewart, I guess, had some positives. Wasn't super exciting either. And, uh, I didn't hate the Lulu version, but I think no. I probably would if this was ni- if this was 1964. I'm the kind of person who probably would resent that version. Right. 
So I I don't want to. I don't dislike it really. Uh, I'm gonna go with Fabulous Thunderbirds ultimately because all the other versions at least had like something kind of interesting going on. Yeah, the Fabulous Thunderbirds is like a return to form for the worse. I think. Yeah, it's, it's just there's no standout factor. It's kind of like a just a less a less interesting version of the Street Heart. Yeah. Cover. Uh, to me. So it's just you'd hear it played at a bar. You could hear that from anybody, not yeah. just the fabulous Thunderbirds. Yeah, it just sounds like there's some cover band at a bar playing. It. Exactly. Whereas, like, even Rod guys. Stewart is uniquely Rod Stewart. And he like he at least even if the the actual arrangement isn't maybe the most interesting in context, it's definitely different from the other versions. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm gonna go with. You know? Yeah. yeah, fuck them. We're like yeah. the, the not that great We're Thunderbirds. Less than fabulous I'll st- yeah. Thunderbirds. <laughs> Stand with you on that one. What's ah, the best version? The best version? Oh, man. I mean, I don't want to go with... I'm always a sucker for the original. The originals, you know? True, I'm yeah. going to go with them. I'm going to go with them. You're going to go with them. Just because... Uh, I like the way they sing it. That's yeah, it's a good you can't argue with Van Morrison vocals. No, I like, like I like Van Morrison, uh, which uh, apparently Van is actually short for Ivan. Huh. So I have no idea. So no, that Van is way radder than Ivan. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, right. Ivan's got some some weight to it too. It's not. It's not a bad name. No. Van is very punchy though. Fucking a. This is a tough one for me to decide on because obviously I'm a big fan of the Street Heart version. That's definitely that's the one that's been with me for the longest. Yeah, love the David Bowie version. Them's got a great fucking version too. I also really like I really like sort of saddish songs that go with just wicked upbeat. So I really do like the Exciters with "There They Go," and I also like the Rivals version because I'm a big sucker for punk yeah, rock. Covers. I do like I do like the Exciters. I think if there's any one of these coming away from this that I would probably play again to like just listen to it's probably the rivals version for me because did you say your least favorite i did i agree with you on the fabulous thunderbirds okay all right otherwise i would have said broad stewart but you convinced me that they're just a boring Ah, i made my case you made your case you changed history today alex fabulous thunderbirds the worst never again fabulous thunderbirds so the rivals version the punk rocky version yeah okay all right. Yeah, I mean, there's punk rock thing going on. Yeah. I, I have such, like, mixed feelings about punk rock. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, kick it out. Fucking play that guitar. So I'm like, you guys being fucking punks. Yeah. It's, it's, what you being fucking punks for, guys? I think even the punk rock community had mixed feelings about <laughs> yeah, punk rock. About themselves. They just can't get along. I don't know what's wrong. Everybody's a posier. <laughs> posier. <laughs> So there you uh, have it. That's our take that, on Hopefully that joke yeah. hits. They're going to look like the fuck? Oh, this is stupid. Let's not yes. explain it. All right. Now, I've, of course, developed another garbage segment garbage for us to segment. try out. Am I going to throw anything to No, this one is called Battle of the Band, where mm-hmm. I'm simply going to ask you, in a fist fight, who would win, Axl Rose or Slash? Oh, damn. You can pick uh, any era. <sighs> now, the pros... Slash has a hat. True, but he can't necessarily see too well. That's that right. Hat. He always has to wear those sunglasses always, too, and he's yeah. got the hair in his so, face. So I'm like, I'm I'm gonna go with Axl Rose only because he seems like no, 
Axe Rose would lose. Yeah, didn't Axe Rose Axe beat Rose up lost by... a fight to somebody <sighs> whose name escapes me, but it's like a fashion designer. Oh, yeah. Axel Rose has lost some high-profile fights, so I'm going to give what, this one to Slash. What about Axel Rose at the height of his career, though? Um, yeah, well, because I was going to say he would win. Mm-hmm. Because he seems like a bit of a wild card to me. I, I really, like, I've always thought of Axel Rose, or maybe not always, but I think of Axel Rose in, like, the 80s as basically just kind of a ball of energy and rage. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he could he could do some damage in a fight if he wasn't totally wasted or something like that. Right. I think he... he Tommy Hilfiger. Yeah. In 2006. Yeah. Kind of one of those hey, names. Hey, you know in 1989 he punched David Bowie? This could, this could play into the argument here, so I'm gonna... Yeah, let's see what, what happened with that David Bowie... Um, Assault, it sounds like. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think Slash would definitely kick the shit out of I feel Axel like Rose, though. He could, I feel like Sl- Slash is a good base. He really, his legs go, he get really wide when he plays. Yeah. He plays kind of low. I feel like he'd be pretty solid. But okay. I don't know. So, it turns out, Bowie showed up story? on the video set of It's So Easy. This is October 10th, 1989, where he apparently paid too much attention to Axel's girlfriend, Aaron Everly. Axel handled the situation in the expected fashion, punching the thin white duke and throwing him off the set. And then not, the I assume not physically throwing him off the set, but rather getting just, him out. Yeah, getting him out. <laughs> what was yeah, the girlfriend's he, name? Aaron Everly. Aaron Everly. Now they refer to him as the thin white duke, which I think isn't accurate for the the time. Accurate for the time. So I will say this about Aaron Everly: I don't think she's an Everly sister. Ah. Hey, like the Everly brothers. Um, I was trying to think about what their fucking last name was. So thank you. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. Was she? Uh, so interestingly, Axel Rose punched David Bowie after David Bowie had learned how to box. That's pretty ballsy. What do you learn how to box for? Uh, Martin. Uh, no, not Martin Love. Let's dance. That's oh. when, he, when he started, like, eating food again. And <laughs> right, right. I remember seeing an interview where someone's like, oh, you're tanned. And he's like, I've been working out. I've been working out. If you want a little bit more David Bowie trivia, I feel like there's going to be plenty of that going oh, yeah. forward. Going forward, it's nonstop David Bowie trivia. Uh, so, yeah, that's settled. Slash kicked the shit out of Axl Rose. I think so. I think so. This probably they probably like have fought before and there's an answer to this question. You're, pro- you're probably right. <laughs> but uh but you know not knowing Sam Kinison's music video? Slash. Uh, Axel Rose was probably in there too, honestly. Uh everyone was in that. That was a great video. Alright, should we wrap this up? I think we're just about I think we've covered all of our all of yeah, our like topics. Co- covered all our bases. I've gone through my notes, which are maybe a little less I uh, maybe I was slacking a little bit this week. Oh, yeah. I'll admit. I was I was putting my whole heart into this, Alex, so oh, really Well, sorry about your really heart. Hurts. I'll tell you about my heart, is it's very nice. Nice. I learned. Hell yeah. This week. Yeah, you should have told us all about your ultrasound. It's too late now. The podcast yeah, is over. We talk about that time I got Goodbye. Did, did we come up with a cool closing catchphrase yet? All right, you guys. Remember, c- cover up out there. <laughs>